0: You've reached the geek elite. Good luck.
1: Man, that movie was excellent. It really was. Totally blew my expectations away. I know, right? Now I really want to tell everyone about it. But I'm not sure how. Yeah. If only there was a podcast dedicated to reviewing films and discussing the latest news and trailers on upcoming films. That would be nice. Yes, for sure. And we can call it, The Senegai Show.
2: <laughs> what? No. It will be called,
1: Real Movie Critic Unleashed. Uh, no. How about Senegai featuring Real Movie Critic? Uh, how about the Real Movie Critic and his sidekick, The Senegai? CG and RMC! RMC and CG! The real movie critic versus the synagogue. Only at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're going down, Critic. Bring it on, guy.
0: So like I feel like I should watch it because I liked the episodes I saw, but I never knew what was going on
2: (laughs) I fucking love Shaman King
1: welcome back for another shift on the geeks watch I had to get it in there before Stephen finished chewing his food and <laughs> me up with my recording. but we are here and it's only Stephen Jessica and myself because mm-hmm. the other two we just kicked out you know that's
2: really. right yeah you're you're getting the a team today <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, the other two had other things they needed to do today, so the three of us are going to talk about our week's watch, and then we're going to get into the fourth episode of Sweet Tooth, called Secret Sauce. Which, okay, yeah, that was explained at the end of the episode. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh. Well.
2: I watched the episode on, like, Monday, so this
1: will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'll let Steven get to our introductions.
2: Oh, that, I always forget. I never pre-planned these. They're always going to be off the cuff. This is good. <laughs> All right. So I am Steven, the most peppermint gentleman. Uh, and then alongside me today, I have Jess, who loves books so yes. much that she does a podcast about them.
0: Yes, you're on it too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and then uh, the, the man himself. I think I saw what I'm going to stick with for you all the time. The, the man I himself, like him very much. <laughs> the, the the CEO, the CFO, the CFO. Uh, CEO. All, all of all of the, the letter abbreviations.
1: Niche. Uh, I'm going to be talking about two movies in my week's watch that are completely different from each other. So Ooh. that's going to be interesting.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm curious about this.
1: But first, Jessica, what did you watch this week?
0: Oh, I gotta be first now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I watched... I was in an anime mood and it's actually technically not an anime because it's in Mandarin. Um, and but it's I, an anime. No, they call it something different. And I can't remember what they call it. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's uh, the Daily Life of the Immortal King on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's like a comedy magic I don't even know what it is honestly it's, just, it's, it's a comedy magic anime that takes place in a school about this kid like people are born with spiritual powers so I assume it's following Buddhism um, people are born with spiritual powers that they can use and manipulate but this kid is basically born with the powers of a god but he doesn't want to be used for it so He blocks his powers with like a seal, but that seal also makes him be very cold and emotionless. So like he's not emotional and he doesn't really easily form attachments to people and isn't good at making friends. Mm. And so like the whole time he's very blank and whatever, even though he's got this girl that loves him and all this other stuff. And you can kind of see he does care for them. He just doesn't show it and later on explain oh that seal also blocks his emotion and but it's kind of a good thing cuz if his powers are ever unleashed he will destroy the world basically like he's that powerful the world will be destroyed
2: and people don't want that
0: and people don't want that and he doesn't want that and but it's good and it's hilarious it's kind of like like if i could compare it to another anime it's kind of like one punch man where it's oh. like a dopey Sort of blank character, but is the most powerful. But nobody believes are the most powerful, even when they like see it. There's still some other explanation, or someone else gets the credit for it. Um,
2: I was gonna say, I was gonna say that it reminded me of Mob Psycho 100, which is another series from the same guy.
0: Oh, really? Okay, I haven't, I haven't seen Mob Psycho, so it's
2: very good. Don't okay. watch the, the live action movie; it's on Netflix. It's trash
0: well i don't watch any (laughs) live actions i think the only live action i'll end up really watching is probably the cowboy bebop one just because i feel like that one would be the one that's easier to adapt live action than other ones that they chose
1: i mean they've done it a few times right
2: yeah full metal alchemist which was good visually in some ways uh and some other ones
1: no i meant like cowboy bebop isn't that like isn't there other things that are eventually like kind of similar to firefly. Oh. that are that are live,
3: live yeah, all <laughs> it's sci-fi
0: firefly. like all it's space firefly. sci-fi is a lot like Cowboy Bebop. That's why it's like, yes, Cowboy Bebop could easily be made live action. It's not super. I mean, it's CGI based, but it's not. I don't know. It's not, like, it's an anime, but it's not, like, an anime. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, if you want to introduce somebody who thinks they don't like anime, have them watch Cowboy Bebop and give it a sh- shot, story-wise. And, it's very, I, I guess, Americanized is almost a way. I don't know. I like that we literally have, like, we're... we're- <laughs>
2: That's the thing that you should do. Kelly Bebop is a pretty solid option for a person who, who doesn't want to watch anime because it's not One Piece, it's not Naruto or anything. Yeah. Um, but then Mitch is right here, who did and exactly this, and then came out the other end like. Hey.
0: But <laughs> like yeah, Mitch, Mitch, you also don't just like cartoons in general, though.
1: I mean, I don't have a problem with cartoons, but I also don't seek them out. I don't. I don't go and watch them. Like, like yeah. it's got to be something very gripping about it for me to watch it or not gripping mm. but like grabs my attention basically like i like archer but i stopped watching that i like venture yeah. brothers but i stopped watching that venture brothers is good i kind of i mean I, I i like rick and morty but like i'm kind of done with that now like nah. this this newest season is not not really doing much for me
0: a season yeah, it, out now
1: yeah Yeah,
2: it feels like a parody of itself in a lot of ways,
1: and I think that's what Dan Harmon's wanting to do. Like, he's just like, I've already went through all my meta jokes for the other seasons. Now I'm just going to make fun of myself in this show and make fun (laughs) of the people that really still enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that's like I I guess that is what happens. He like probably never thought it would have more than two seasons. I feel like that's where Rick and Morty is. is. Like, you guys still want this like horribly. I can't even describe the type of humor. It's just dark humor. Nobody's a good character. Like you still want this stuff in your life, (laughs) okay?
1: Which is funny because I don't know if you all saw it in the episode of uh, Sweet Tooth that we're talking about. Rick showed up there.
0: Did he, Justin Roiland?
2: Or do you mean
1: no? Like uh, in so when you walk when they walk into the um. The place that the the Animal Army exists uh-huh. or hang out mm-hmm. like on the wall is a drawing in a oh. marker and it's it's I mean it's 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 a crude depiction of Rick but it's definitely Rick.
3: Oh, okay. I like, I like it and, being
2: like that makes sense like so he's literally. like he uh, appeared
0: and it's like a cave drawing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in this. <laughs> and, I
1: mean, it's 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 Warner Brothers and they seem to be putting mentions of Rick and Morty into everything now, so yeah, money.
3: I
0: guess, yeah. yeah, money. Um, but yeah, and I think it also didn't help with Mitch that we were like, it's like Firefly, you'll like it, and then <laughs> he would just point out all the things that are just not like Firefly. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh no,
1: I realize it. it. It's it's a lot like Firefly. Like Firefly is a lot like it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then that theme, that theme song at the beginning is Archer. So like, it that always got me too.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: I'm excited for the live action show, guys.
3: So Seatbelts is see great.
1: Bell.
0: Are you so scared? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It'll be a thing. I'll end up watching it, but well, I'm gonna we'll watch see how it, it goes. All right. Um. So yeah, the daily life of the immortal king. I recommend it. It was actually a lot of fun. It was an adjustment. An adjustment because it's only subbed because it's Mandarin. So. Mm. um it was an adjustment reading subtitles to a language I'm not used to because mm-hmm. I'm so used to animes being in Japanese that I like, not that I would say I know Japanese, but there's words that you're like, yes, I know what this said as I read it kind of thing. And Mandarin is so different from Japanese that I was like, wait, what was that? Like I had to really pay attention to the subtitles or before I'm usually really quick at reading it. Um but yeah, it, it was good. It was fun. Um, it was based off of a light novel. Um, and I think that light novel is finished and they basically did it in the season, but it has a second season coming up, which I actually am excited for. Although I will say like, it definitely has a good ending, the first season. Like you could just stand alone and watch the first season. I mean, it's, it's an ending. It's not my favorite ending, but it is an ending. But <laughs> um, and it makes sense, but it's nice to know that they have a second season so they can develop more as well kind of thing. Um, okay. So that's on Netflix. And I also started watching on – well, I continued watching finally She-Ra, Princess mm. of Power, and I think I am four or five episodes away from the end. And the amount of emotions I felt this week because of it is not Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: um steven you wouldn't know because you're taking a break from social media but i tweeted out about how child's cartoons just make me feel things a lot more than they should <laughs> <laughs> like what is this this is for children why am i crying but I think
1: it's been good for this
0: yeah <laughs> but it's it's great i love it it's complicated it got a lot more complicated than i thought it was gonna be um i of course cried a lot more than i thought i would all self sacrifice. I did have a lot of ships that I hope don't get sunk, but <laughs> which I don't think they do from what I'm understanding. Um have you watched all of it, Stephen?
2: No, I, d- I never finished it. I always intended to, but I think I have to start over to really feel it all.
0: Okay. Where were you though? Did you do you know? <laughs>
2: they did so many seasons. Color spies. So well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I it does go do. through really
2: fast. I think I genuinely only got to like the end of season two.
0: Okay. All right. So then you don't know, but I'm still going to slightly kind of spoil. But there is literally a time where I'm like, am I supposed to ship these two together? Like one of the bad guys with one of like the random characters. I'm like, am I supposed to? And it's really nice that I'm like, oh, I think I am supposed to like later on. Like, this, this is, is great. Horrible. I love this. Like, it's, I don't know. Friendship is magic. And it's just, it's <laughs> And all these like, oh, yes, love is love and just LGBTQ stuff. And it's just it's it's a wonderful show. Actually, my favorite character would be Entrapta. And she's like she's a tech loving princess with long purple pigtails that she can control her pigtails like their hands. But she also is autistic, which I think is the coolest thing ever, because she is a very well written autistic character to the point where I was watching it and I was like, "Is she autistic?" Because the way the signals are, I'm like, "Is she autistic?" Like, I want to know. And sure enough, I googled it, and yeah, she's confirmed to be autistic. And it's it's cool to see that representation as well as all the like LGBTQ representation and just very good writing. And it's also hilarious. And it's it's great. It's wonderful. I love Shira. I am gonna be sad when I finish it today, probably. <laughs>
2: So
1: I, like, then, oh, go ahead, Steven.
2: Mm-hmm. I, Mitch, I think we're going to say the same kind of thing here.
0: What? I, I,
1: I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't think it'll be the same thing.
2: I was going to say, honestly, like, I didn't expect it to uh, play into the new He-Man series as much. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're drastically different for different audiences and everything. Mm-hmm. But I would say, I think if you wanted to, you could still go watch the new He-Man series.
0: I'm going to,
2: all of the worst dude bros on the internet are just like, the show is so gay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, and I sit and I look at a character like He-Man, like it wasn't gay before though. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I forget his name. Uh, when he's just like, uh, when he's not Prince, He-Man. Prince Adam. Thank you. I was like, a-don, a-don. but yeah, like he goes around in what would be like a pretty like not, like even at the time it came out like the like a lot of the looks and the, uh, different things of that series were still outside what i would say was the
0: norm yeah the little outfit with the little fuzz on his, like bikini <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. I was like, because that's what I look and I think of like He Man from the past. I'm like, are you guys sure he wasn't gay? And you just like didn't know? Because like it was like the time of AIDS. So nobody like admitted it because,
3: and like <laughs> know, that's so.
0: legit what I felt. I was like, no, He Man was gay. Like it makes sense or at least by like for sure. Like just <clears throat> come on, just open up your minds. Nobody. No, that's just, I don't know. But yeah, I, I did end up, because I do want to watch that He-Man show because I have heard such an uproar about it. And when I do that, I'm like, well, I get curious. I want to know what it's about. I want to know if it's justified before it gets ruined for me. Um, So I, but I was like, I know they're not connected. I still want to finish She-Ra first. And I was, I think where I was at, I was in the end of season two and I have binged still almost now three seasons in the last three Days. So, Mm.
2: I'd be curious. Did you watch anything for Infinity Train by any chance?
0: No. It's on
1: HBO Max.
2: Yeah. Infinity Train is on HBO Max. It was a Cartoon Network series. Uh, It might be a good option for the next thing you watch, but it's very different tonally. So I'd say give it a couple months before you dive in.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And surprisingly, I was going to bring up the same thing. You should give (laughs) Nashes of the Universe a try.
2: Yeah, there was just oh something God. about the way your head turned. I was like,
0: eh? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot after yeah. I've been a She-Ra. So.
1: Did, did you have any other uh, things um,
0: you want to bring up? I've been watching the morning show really slowly with my mom and it is utterly freaking amazing. It really fuels my want to burn the patriarchy. And it's, <laughs> it's just, the acting is amazing. I Jennifer Aniston, like, I mean, I've always known, I wasn't one of the people to think Jennifer Aniston was a bad actress just because she was on Friends. Like, <laughs> i always known she was a good actress, but to be able to really see her work her chops, it's just, ooh, it's beautiful. And all the characters are very well written. It's a very Complicated story to tell, but I feel like they're telling it in a really good way, where it's you know it's about uh, like a newscaster during the Me Too movement um, being accused of um, sexual harassment and assault, it's and how that Matt. Lauer, yes, yeah. it's about it's sort of about Matt Lauer. Um, <laughs> it's about Matt Lauer, and Even it's to the
1: point of the door with the button.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a real Matt Lauer thing. Oh my! That God. was yeah.
1: a real Matt Lauer thing. Yeah
0: oh my god that's disgusting that grossed yep, me out yeah. okay and but i do like how they're handling the conversation like i i like it i like i even like oh what's his name steven Stephen.
3: Steven, Steve Steve, Steve, yeah steven
0: correll Steve yeah. is doing a wonderful job of just being that man that legit doesn't understand what consent actually is because <laughs> it because it, it really is like well they did give consent and these girls did give a version of consent where they didn't just straight say no, but it was because of a power dynamic and he doesn't Mm -hmm. recognize that they didn't really have a choice to say no. That's the power dynamic. It's very much a male not realizing what power dynamic is and how Mm -hmm. to read basic signals of this is not okay. And I think they're doing a wonderful job at it because I really think people... Should watch the show just for that purpose, just to understand. It's a lot more complicated than just saying no. Like it's, so it's more you than that.
1: You haven't gone to the to the end of the season yet.
0: I have not. I think I'm on episode four. It's like I like it, but it's a. I have to watch it with my mom, <laughs> and. So, and we just haven't been able to sit down and binge it mainly because when we binge together, we're binging Ted Lasso right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also just because it's so real, like I got to take it in small doses. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like Jennifer Aniston's character is making choices that I'm not happy with. <laughs> and and like I said, it feels my like, oh, like F men. And I'm like, no, you have good men in your life. Like,
1: just
0: <laughs> like, and they're all here uh, on burn them all down. It's okay. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: that's all
2: right. Honestly, we understand. We understand.
0: But, but I'm like, I need to, like, I, I need to take breaks from it. Like, I can't just watch it all out. I would get. I'd be like curled up in my bed if I think if I watch more than three episodes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, what was the first
0: show called? Uh, the Daily Life of the Immortal King. That's on Netflix. Shira is on Netflix, and the morning show is on Apple TV.
2: Okay, Stephen, what did you watch this week? I got the chance to watch a couple things that I didn't necessarily expect to watch. So the first one that I watched this week. Uh, I actually ended up watching Reservation Dogs, the oh. first episode of it. There are two episodes out as I understand it right now on Hulu, but I only watched one because uh, like it's it's a lot at once. It's not the show's incredibly heavy or anything like that. It's just the main the main name that got my attention alongside the actual plot of it. Uh, was so, that it was tied to Taika Waititi, yeah, so and so saying. I expected a little more yuck-em-ups.
1: <laughs> well, like one, I believe it's only produced by him, right? Yeah, yeah, it was someone else's pitch, right? Someone else created it. He's producer, and then two, <laughs> it's FX on Hulu, and like, does that mm-hmm. just mean it was it's on FX, and then you can also watch it on Hulu, or yes. does it does it does that mean anything else?
2: No, as far as I understand. And the way that I've always processed any of the FX on Hulu stuff is that it's an FX series, but not everyone has cable. So my God, we need to still make money somewhere else. And uh, Hulu offered
1: it to us, and it's all part of Disney anyway. So mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, so all right, go ahead. Reservation Dogs. Like I, I saw the one trailer for it, and I know that it's you know Taika Waititi was producing, so I was interested in it myself. So I'd love to hear what you th- Your thoughts. Hmm.
2: I really like it. Honestly, everything that's in there, um, I think all of us, we're from Hume, Arizona, which is right there by the reservation, you know? So it's not like I feel anything for the struggle of the people in particular. Like, it's not that I, well, not that I don't feel it. I don't understand deeply the struggle of the people who live in some of like the less unfortunate situations over right. in the reservation. Um, but I, I know the people. <laughs> And so seeing a lot of the people in this like it was like oh that's yeah that's that person that's that person who used to go to shows all the time like i you know the types of characters you know mm-hmm. um and so i felt a little more closeness to the thing um it's really freaking good though oh, it's really good. good all of the characters are fantastically and i think realistically written mm. um there's a there's a point in i think the first episode where The person who I would say is arguably the main character, Bear. Um, He has this kind of realization about the kind of things they're trying to do because they want to get to California um, Mm -hmm. as a group and there's not a lot of opportunity for them to be able to get enough money as the teenagers that they are, Um, much less even if they were adults. Honestly, there would be a lot of opportunity. Uh, And so they're actually choosing to steal things there um, to sell – and build up their money to be able to go to California, and so he has this moment where he kind of realizes the stuff that they've been doing for these like past few months.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It has a real world implication for the people that they steal from, and I don't know what it was, but it, it kind of felt like the, the the characterization of his realization for the stuff. It felt like like a lot of books, like young adult books from when I was younger. So some, like, holes moments, some different things like that. Um, the way that the characters process the situation felt like these kids' books. Tangerine, other things like that. Hmm. Um, but no, it's it's really good. All the characters are great. I, I would say that it's... The things that are comedy, or that are funny, hmm. are, like, slow burn kind of elements. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not like... People run through, and it's like Jim pulling pranks on Dwight. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like there's these two weird dudes that rap and show up every once in a while. And it's 100% their fault that these other people think that they're actually like a gang. They're the ones that give them their gang name, which is clearly just a play on like uh, Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. you know? Uh huh. Um, it's small things like that, that are the comedy of the series, but there's, there's a lot of heavy stuff in there that does make it feel like, I think like an important coming of age story for anyone who is from like a community that they want to get out of.
1: Now, this is, is, is more drama than it is comedy, right?
2: See, honestly, I don't know what to say for that. I think it's, it's quite possibly like a 50, 50, a 60, 40, Hmm. but, it's not a clean split at any given moment for which one is winning out. It's 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 interesting. It's very specific, and I don't think it would have gotten produced if it didn't have a bigger name tied to it.
0: So Taika Waititi, he did mm-hmm. um, Jojo Rabbit, but yep. not yes, just, yeah. Is it along the same lines of that, or is that more comedic? No,
2: I think that's fair. I think Jojo Rabbit is probably it's more comedic because there's more absurdist kind of
0: moments. Yeah.
2: Um, so it still plays a little bit funnier and lightens
1: things a little bit more. Um, but obviously it's not, it's not what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's not that it's not um, e- even, even his other film, um, the hunt for the wilder people isn't uh-huh. the same kind of corollary for this, but I would say they're all in the same vein of each other as still having so, so many serious elements while still having comedy elements. But okay. this one is the most grounded, I think.
0: So this one is like the most based in reality. Whereas Joe yeah. Rabbit had like a really big, like imagination within the main character. So things mm-hmm. got really. A lot of people, his imaginary friend was Hitler. So, <laughs> just played by Taika Waititi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was played by him. Yeah, um, but this one is more grounded in reality. You don't have like an imaginary element to oh. it.
2: Honestly, think, think about a lot of the, the way that the exchanges go between uh, Jojo and the girl who's living in their house. Right. Okay. Like that kind of thing at times where it's like even if they're enjoying some kind of like, fic- like some fictitious situation that they're both making up and kind of like playing together with words. And then it'll just drop because Jojo goes too far in something. Mm. It's kind of like that at times.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. That- I want to watch it.
2: It was really good. I recommend it so far. Um, I I don't think I'd recommend it for everybody, but if I'm just saying if it's good or not, it's good. Okay. Cool. Uh, And then the other one that I watched this week was actually David Diggs' series, um, Mm Blind Spotting. Blind Spotting is super. It's it's a very complex kind of narrative because they're they're making a lot of statements while still doing something that is um, a good series by itself. Like that—that that one is more fun and more funny than than um, the the other series was. Reservation Dogs, even though that one is also dealing with very heavy things <laughs> at the same time.
1: What exactly is the plot of the play and the movie and now the show? So for this
2: one, there's there's a character who um, I believe in the original uh, film and probably the the stage show um david diggs played that there's this character who's like a well-read well-versed kind of person mm-hmm. who got involved in some stuff uh and then went to jail for a couple years i believe um he's he's now out on parole and he's kind of like a like a quirky kind of character mm-hmm. and you're like haha it's so funny he's so worried about going back to jail if his ankle monitor goes off uh like but that's not funny <laughs> like no. it's it's an absurdist presentation of this kind of person but the fact that he's walking around with the thing plugged in constantly to a big old orange extension cable uh. is an embodiment of his massive fear of going
1: back hmm. so um, like when i first saw the tra- the trailer for the movie it made mm-hmm. me think of um oh what was the keith david movie or Luke Stanfield. Lucille Stanfield? Sorry. Um sorry for bothering you. Okay. Yeah. Like the trailer for, the trailer for blind spotting made me think of the movie Sorry for Bothering okay. You. I don't know if there's any similarities or not.
2: Uh I don't know because sorry, sorry for Bothering You
1: goes off the rails. It does go off the rails of it. <laughs> it yeah, it
2: does.
3: <laughs>
1: so it's nothing like that.
2: No, yeah. Um, well, there's also like multiple stories being told at the same time oh, okay. in, bl- in Blind Spotting. So there's his character who is the next door neighbor to these other people. And their whole family dynamic is also a very complex one. The, um, there's one girl who um, has a kid with a guy who got himself involved in some stuff. And they were supposed to go get married and everything. Um, and then he goes to jail. And they have to deal with the idea of having this like split up family. And the guy next door is really like integrated with their family and you kind of get to feel a little bit better possibly Mm -hmm. um, about the situation that their family's about to go through since the guy just went to jail with the voice of a person who is currently out of jail, you know? And so in the, in the beginning, when you first are introduced to the character, like you kind of feel a little bit better about it and everything. But over the course of, the actual the first season, it's shown that like n- no, it's not gonna be just hunky dory, like it's a super fucked up situation just in general. Prison is a bad system. It's very hard to return from that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's still presented beautifully. There's moments of true, absolute beauty in there where they do stuff that's still very much like an um like a stage show. The lights will change. Um mm you'll see people who are all in like prison jumpsuits doing some kind of like slow interpretive dance scenes mm. during some intense moments the lights will drop everything's purple everything's red or something like that that's cool it's very oh also heavy music involvement that was very good TV Diggs is in it yeah so. Div- yeah, Div- yeah. Div-
0: Diggs, yeah no he was Thomas Jefferson on Hamilton right
2: yeah and a, a couple people
0: well yeah I think mm-hmm. that's the one he's most known for being. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, uh, does the show just restart at the beginning, like of the movie? Is it an adaptation of the movie play or is it a continuation of the movie play? Like from where the, I don't know,
2: honestly. Okay. I, I would say it's probably, they're probably starting from the same point for both of them. Okay. Um, and the stage play and the, the movie probably both have to be much more condensed narratives.
1: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, because this even this going into a season two, it that already seems like it's much longer.
0: Hmm.
1: So yeah. So is but, that also on epi- on on Hulu? Uh, this one's a little harder. It's a Stars series.
0: Oh, oh no.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ha- if you have Amazon Prime, you can do I think like a week long trial
1: for, for Stars. stars yeah. yeah.
2: As an attached thing. Um, that's probably your best bet, but remember to turn it off.
3: Well,
1: I turned mine on. I, I'm going to be watching heels this weekend. I, I want to see that first episode.
0: <laughs>
3: I
1: think it looks good.
0: Heels.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's Stephen Mel show about professional wrestling family that does professional wrestling together.
0: Oh, fine. You just
3: mi-
1: you just miss Stephen Amell. It's okay. I do miss Stephen Amell. It's true. <laughs>
3: someone
1: I I saw someone talk about it saying that it's kind of like a uh, Friday Night Lights, but with wrestling instead of football. So it's like the the game, the sport itself, isn't as big as the dr- family drama is. Mm. Yeah.
2: Uh, is it
1: is it all supposed to be about like the Rhodeses? I don't think it's supposed to be like like. They come right out and say that, but it's definitely. I mean, he Stephen Amell has that that relationship with Cody Rhodes, so I can't imagine it not being a, about that family, hmm. okay, in some way. And uh, honestly, all of professional wrestling is pretty incestuous in the fact that it's all different families come together and fighting over the same stuff over all over and over again. <clears throat> it's true.
2: If you want more of that, you can go watch Ultimate Muscle, the anime series from the 90s that continues the Kinikumon legacy. Oh. Cool. I love that show.
1: All right. So FX for uh, reservation dogs and mm-hmm. stars for blind spotting. Mm hmm. Uh, I have three things that I'm going to talk about, but I think one of them I'm not going to talk too much about. The first one I'm going to talk about is something I saw Jessica also tweeted about, uh, Uh, Fantastic Island, or Fantasy Island, sorry.
0: Oh, yes, Fantasy Island.
1: The first episode of Fantasy Island, I believe, is on Fox now. I watched it on Hulu. Uh, It's starring Rosalind Sanchez as the new Rourke of the island. She is Mm -hmm. the niece, I believe, of the original Rourke, Mr. Rourke. Yes.
2: I could not remember what Fantasy Island was. The plane! The then, plane! You said, you said Rourke, yeah. <clears throat> oh, the plane! The plane!
1: Now, I don't think I ever watched any of the original Fantasy Island uh, episodes. I have. <laughs> um, I remember the Daffy Duck Fantasy Island cartoon, <laughs> for, the, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, recently, I believe last year, they put out a horror movie that's based off of it with um Michael Pena as Mr. Rourke and you know yeah everybody's fantasy kind of
0: Nightmare Island please tell me it's actually Nightmare Island (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: it's everybody's fantasy is kind of like get your revenge on the people that that did you wrong kind of thing um Mm. and then which kind of ties in for this like it's if, as I understand it, you know they they have two stories in the in the first episode. Mm-hmm. One is the the older couple that kind of just want to feel young again, uh, and it's it's the the light happy story. Whereas the other story is the person who thinks what their fantasy is is not really what their fantasy is. They need something else to get past something in their life, and that's what the mm-hmm. island is going to give them. And I, I'm pretty sure that's how the old series kind of worked too, right, Jessica?
0: Yeah, it was like you would come to do your simple fantasy, and but the island's like, this is the reason why this is your fantasy. Like, it got down to the root of the cause of why you have that fantasy and basically the root and the cause was basically a psychological issue that you needed (laughs) to directly confront. Some trauma
1: that you needed to work through.
0: Yeah. As the main character of, well, not the main character as the guest on this one where she's like a newscaster and she just wants to eat and not have to worry about gaining weight. Like that's her fantasy is I want to do nothing but eat this weekend. And the Island is like, yeah, no, we need to, we need to reflect on why you have this relationship with food. That you have because it's a bad relationship. And it gets down to like, she was raised in an abusive household in which she was critiqued for weight and gaining weight. So she has a bad relationship with food.
2: So, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that no one ever said that this was what Fantasy Island was about ever in my <laughs> life it was the joke of the plane the plane yeah
0: that, that <laughs> the is the being there. joke and I've only seen like a few episodes here and there when it, was, I don't think it was even TV-, TV land that would show it but there was a time where some channel was showing Fantasy Island followed by my other favorite that I want them to redo the love boat But, <laughs> 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 um, but my mom watched it when she was younger and she liked it and she was the one who told me yeah no it's really about yeah you think you come in as this fantasy but really it's to help you realize your issues and get over them kind of thing interesting face them so it's so really a nice show yeah
1: and, and then and, John
2: Locke is able to walk again
1: oh different yes. type of island all <laughs> <again>. <laughs> uh, so I, I would say that I enjoyed the first episode and I, I thought it was interesting the way that they got uh, Mrs. Rourke or Miss Rourke's uh, new assistant for the island uh, this time around. I don't know That's if I cool. necessarily agree with their decision, but sure, um, it's definitely going to be a procedural because, like, I don't see how. I mean, I guess you could follow around Rourke's story as a through line, but it's definitely going to be the new whoever the new person is that week or sets of people to come to the fantasy island. So it's it's more procedural, and I don't know if I will stay up with this it's definitely a show that I could just put on while I'm working on something else it's not gonna be too heavy but I I don't know if I'll stay up on it just because there's Mm -hmm. so many other good things to watch but it was good I did enjoy it how how did you feel about it Jessica
0: I liked it I enjoyed it it reminded me of watching the old ones with my mom and her being excited and she also really liked it but we did also because we're watching more serious shows now, we did also make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> like the filming of it yeah. and just and the editing of it. We were like, ooh, like, like I haven't watched like a normal sitcom right. in a while. Yeah. So and if my mom watches normal sitcoms, it's like the Chicago series, which is a yep. bit more serious. There is this one, it's like Wait, what?
2: <laughs> is, is this is this the like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD? Yeah, Yeah, the only we one she about.
0: doesn't watch is the Chicago PD because she doesn't like PD, but she likes med I, and fire. I did
2: not know that that was a whole shared universe thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and they yeah. Share with the yeah the they, they
0: have little like tie-ins where it will start with the incident happening in fire and then the results of the incident in the med. And then the solving what caused the incident in PD. Yep. Like they'll all have those.
1: They call it one Chicago night.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's great. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I, I
2: see, I, I watched Stargate for this back in the
1: day. Oh, Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. <sighs> yeah.
2: Infinity. Oh, man. All of them. Universe. <laughs>
1: uh, well, that Dick Wolf, he's got it under control. He knows. Oh, he no. knows what to do. Get all the shows sure. tied together. Yeah. Uh, the next thing that I watched was, or that I want to talk about, and you can find out more about my thoughts on this movie on the, the latest Mitch and Rich show, The Green Knight. <laughs> so <gasps>
0: I'm curious.
1: The Green Knight. Uh, one, I had no idea that there was a Arthurian poem called Sir Garwin and The Green Knight that this yep. is uh, based off of, or loosely based off of, or, or twisted based on. Yeah. Um, but th- as Elizabeth has pointed out, that it is very much the Odyssey, <laughs> but mm-hmm, with Arthurian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, that like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah. This movie is a trip. It really <laughs> is. Like, I think everybody's pointing out the fact that it is very slow paced is is valid. But I honestly did not. It was the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's there. laughs> yeah i honestly did not feel like like i was feeling the slowness of it if that makes any sense like most of the time if a movie is slow paced i'm like oh, okay we need to get on to the next thing but like this maybe it was because i was in a theater and like i really can't you can't go somewhere else you can't do something else
0: mm.
2: well, so in that situation you're saying like it's a positive I could easily see someone saying like it was a negative, like they were imprisoned. I think it depends.
0: Like, do you normally like like slow builds? I do not. Like, okay, usually interesting because I I, I can like a good, well written slow build and like tension rising, so. I feel and, like I might like this from what I've heard.
1: But see, I, I really feel like they miss on the tension rising part. Yeah. And I think that's because of the way that Dev Patel plays his character, that he, so, he plays it too cocky or too nonchalant, which makes sense it's for not, the character.
0: Is he mm-hmm. supposed to be that? I'm trying to remember the original tale. Like no, I'm no, no. In, he,
2: he's, he's playing going.
1: He's playing oh, no, okay. But... Yeah, he is paying Gawain, but like as I understand it in the poem, Gawain is is more pure and like the, he's the the good knight, the knight that is the most chivalrous I, and stuff like that.
0: The whole mm-hmm. point is he became that way because of his trial with a great knight, though, is what I thought was the whole point of it. Because well, from what as, from what I remember of the original tale is Sir Gawain. The, the green knight comes and basically challenges Sir Gawain to a duel, and he's like, "Whatever you do to me, I'll do to you a year later, mm. like on on the dot." And Sir Gawain's like, "Okay, I got this. I'm just gonna kill you," mm-hmm. and he beheads him. And the green knight picks. I don't. I hope this doesn't happen in the movie, but like the green knight picks it up does. his head, walks off, and is, is like, "I'll see you in a year." Like, <laughs> yeah. And Sir Gawain's like, "I'm gonna die in a year." Like this is. And but he like tries to be like like it's like that choice like you could either be the crappiest person for a year and deny that you're going to die or whatever or you could try to be as good as possible for that year and leave your mark i i think it, it's been I a think- while since i read it but i thought that was like the whole point of it is choosing to be chivalrous even though there's no reason to I suppose, or maybe it's more so,
1: complicated. Than I mean, that. Uh, no. From everything I've heard from other people talking about this this movie and the poem, you're right. Uh, okay. in, in the poem, he is already a knight. In this, he is not a, not yet a knight. When when he uh, oh, okay when he goes up against the green knight, um, and I don't know what he chooses in the poem, but in the movie for that year, he chooses to be shitty <laughs> like yeah continue, well but he was already shitty beforehand like literally oh. he, is, he is the nephew and i'm not giving away anything that's not given to you in the first 10 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. he's okay. the nephew of king arthur he is oh. L- morgan lefay's do- uh, son and like he's literally just living off of the name that, that's not how it is in the poem or that's i know how is, i was like
0: wait what Morgan. they Le made Faye. these changes like, for the
1: movie and like in, in this, like,
2: he he's not like actively doing like terrible terrible things. He's just like the
1: benign shitty. Yes, mm. exactly. And he's living off of his name. He's living off of the fact that he's you know he gets to go and be with all the knights and be in King Arthur's court. But he does he's never done anything to to deserve to be there. And because and that's he's kinda, like
0: the nephew, so he's yeah. there by status alone. Exactly.
1: Okay. And, and and yeah, so I mean the, the the changes that they make for the movie, I think are are most of them are good, uh, especially for the reason of the Green Knight showing up uh, as mm-hmm. I, as I've heard compared to the poem. But like the movie itself is just so. I mean, I know there are more. There are other movies out there that are just further out, like just out. Uh, but this, to me, it was it was very strange. Not not Vivarium strange, but like. <laughs>
0: close <laughs> would you consider it like an avant-garde kind of film if yes that makes sense do they call yeah. films avant-garde I yeah know. In, okay. in,
2: in the kind of way that you would say like a perfume ad is avant-garde sometimes yes that's how i feel about this movie it feels like a perfume or cologne ad a lot of times
1: at one time steven texted me before <laughs> i saw the movie and said that it's a or i think you even said it on the recording last week that it was it's a music video like you, yeah. you can, oh, I okay. thought it was more of a video game. Like to me, the movie plays out like a video game.
2: Like a Hideo Kojima game, maybe. <laughs> <Curious>. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's fair. I'm curious. Okay. So yeah, it, the, It's a lot. <laughs> you can hear Richard and my's uh more discussion on the movie on the Mitch and Rich show, uh, if you want to give that a try. Um wait, Mitch,
2: I I haven't gotten to listen to this yet this episode of that, if that's out already.
1: it Well, um, as of recording, it's not out, but as of the posting of this recording, it is out.
2: Can I ask one question? Yes. And you tell me if it's, if it's too much of a spoiler for everything else. Did you and he come down on very different sides? Uh, with this
1: movie? no, I wouldn't, okay. I don't think we did. I don't think we okay. did. And I thought we would, but we didn't. Okay. So, there you go. That the Green Knight is in theaters right now,
2: mm. and one night of like this month or whatever, you're going to be able to watch it at home digitally.
1: That's right. That's yeah. right. That August, uh, August 21st. Oh, 21st.
0: Sorry. I,
1: I think it's 21st. I, I we posted about it this week on on our social media, so you can find that there. Uh, the other movie I watched is definitely the one, and like this is the thing that was completely different from the Green Knight, uh, and it's something I wanted to watch when it came out, but I never got around to it because Mm -hmm. we weren't going to the theaters. It's, uh, nobody starring Bob Odenkirk, uh, which I thought was, (laughs) what did they think?
0: Uh, I think I think my dad kind of liked it. My mom not so much. It was funny because it was the night the day I chose to watch Suicide Squad. Oh. And I kind of was like, I don't think you're going to end up liking it, mom. I've heard it's more graphic than you thought. So I'm just going to watch it on my own kind of thing. And while I'm doing that, they choose to watch Nobody and <laughs> <in> which, <laughs> which is I walk fiction. I literally yeah. walk through and it's the scene in which kind of sort of spoiler that he <laughs> Hurt someone with a martini glass. Yeah, and, like, tears out his face <laughs> With the glass, and I'm like staring at the screen and staring at my mother who's like cowering. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I think you could have watched the Suicide Squad with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, great.
1: but yeah, yeah, Bob Odenkirk in his John Wick role, so to speak, because it is written by the same person that wrote John Wick. It's um, Saul Sol- Wick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Better call Saul, Saul Wick. Wick. <laughs> uh, but it and he talked and I guess uh, Odenkirk has talked in interviews and uh, commentary for this that he trained for two years to make this movie and it's based off of an idea that uh, that he had because his house was broken into twice. Mm. Uh, the whole wow. movie starts off with uh, intruders, you know, coming into the house to steal stuff and. He, you know, he sees them and he's like, you know, just get out. But then his son comes running from the other room and tackles one of the, the robbers. Mm-hmm. And and at that moment he's, okay. he's like he's like he's like, ah, all right. So he has a golf club in his head and he can take out one of the other ones because he's it you know, the, the person's right there and but he decides not to. And he tells his son to just let the other guy go and let the two robbers leave, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like the son kind of like loses respect for him and all this stuff, but then you you come to find out that there's reasons why Bob Odenkirk's character of Hutch does not want to resort to violence because
0: he was an accountant,
1: well, he's not an accountant like he <laughs>
0: No. it's Okay. So I had this conversation with my mother. (laughs) Yes. I was like, I was like, so you went and like, I watched this and then you go and watch a show about a hitman. And she's like, he wasn't a hitman. He was accountant. And I was like, mom, that's code for hitman. (laughs) (laughs) She's She's like, how do you know that? I was like, I'm a writer. Like I just don't <laughs> know things I should know.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's think, think about just the bare minimum idea of like trying to balance the books.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's red in your ledger, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yes, there is a whole history of which I honestly thought was interesting that they did not get into, like his history of what what it was that he used to do in the military, what it is that. That's cool. You know, so it, it leaves it open for. Future movies, which they've already talked about, they're going to do a part two. Uh, unfortunately, Bob Odenkirk was in the hospital like a couple weeks earlier. He just kind of out of the blue fell down or mm-hmm. got real sick uh, on or something set. on set. Yeah. So, oh, So, but he's okay now. All of his social media and his son have gotten on social media and said that he's he's fine, like returning to work. So, no one really. I don't. I don't think they ever came out and just said what it was. But
2: yeah, it was weird. We basically only had what's his name's uh, tweets at first. Yes, Um, the guy from freaking. I I I forget the name. Uh, Arrested Development.
1: Which one, (laughs) Jason Bateman?
2: No, no, no. I thought it was uh, one of the guys from Arrested Development. I don't remember. So like let's move on. I'll do internet research. Real all first. right.
1: <laughs> it's also directed by, and I can't say his name, uh, Russian name, did Hardcore Henry, Ila huh? Nyshuler. Yeah, Nyshuler. Uh, which I enjoyed Hardcore Henry a lot. Uh, it That is an antithetical, like video game movie that's not a video game because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all first person. And even though I got, I didn't get violently like, motion sick from watch from watching the movie i did get very woozy but i still enjoyed the movie a lot uh and i, I thought that was a good thing so i uh david cross david cross that would make sense because they did they did uh bob and and david or mr show with bob and dave like a long uh, time long time before that like they're they're good friends um so yeah there you go Nobody is available on VOD uh, wherever you'd like to rent it, but I, I would recommend it. It is, it's not as fast as like you would think, like like a John Wick movie, but it's still good.
3: Mm. Okay.
2: Would would you put Bob Odenkirk currently because of this movie in the new pantheon of action stars that we're getting, where we have people in like um, uh, Atomic Blonde, right? The what's the mil- the recent milkshake
1: one? Yes, gun, uh, gun we're mil- or so- milkshake gun- No, gunpowder milkshake. Gunpowder
2: milkshake. Yeah, we're getting so many people where it's like I think this is the new class of
1: action stars. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say that he's going to be classified as an action star. Yes, he's going to do more Mister no- or do more nobody movies. But like, I think. His his bread and butter is still going to be comedy. Like it's mm-hmm. still going to be the best place for him to do. Like maybe even drama. Like because Mister or Better Call Saul is dramatic, but he he brings in his his comedic timing and stuff like that. Which comedy actors usually make some of their best dramatic actors, just because they can get you to feel. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if anybody watched him in the Post, but he was great in that. So I would I would say that. Action's not going to be where he's going to be more of, I wouldn't think. But like this was good for him. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't see him joining Charlie Theron, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson in like this weird class of action movie star. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Sweet Tooth, Secret Sauce. So. Secret sauce is the the, the name, uh, or the the name that the former doctor in that community that um, was it, Ronnie? No, not Ronnie. What's uh, a a doctor Singh is now yeah, in charge Adidia. of a DGA, yeah. And uh, secret sauce is basically the formula that she's created in her notebook for. Uh,
2: it, it it comes from like bone marrow and. Pineal gland juice,
1: yes, of a yeah. living hybrid,
2: <clears throat> which is weird. So, what is that? What does well, that mean? Think, Once you get into the ac- an area where you can access the pineal gland, like I think they're pretty much done.
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know where the pineal gland is. Where Where is that at? Right, that? Base of the brain.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, like okay. It's like right there. Like, uh, like the the meat of the brain meets the stem.
0: Yeah. I'm it's, sure if you along in a area too get at
1: I'm sure you're not gonna be alive much time after <laughs> without that, but.
0: yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's in the most important part of your brain and so <laughs> it's it's not somewhere you want to stick a syringe in.
1: did anybody else catch what <laughs> the other flares were labeled because there's the purple one that he shoots was was called secret sauce which I guess means hey I need secret sauce please go and find some more li- living hybrids and they've already like figured out what you know colors mean what? On each well, end,
2: there, there was the other one in there that uh I think it said Szechuan.
0: Say <laughs> <shut> Mulan, <laughs> 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 McDonald's, <You> know, Mc- <laughs> Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I mean, it is inside of a fast food restaurant, so there's that. It's
2: true. It, it's a McDonald's, yeah, it,
1: yeah. So. Um. Yeah, so he is taking it because of what is going on with his wife, and the (laughs) serum is no longer working, being effective on her. Um, He's willing to take that extra step, and Mm -hmm. or at least she is, and she's saying, "Hey, it's what we need."
2: In in this episode, we got to deal with that the neighborhood Karen
1: more. (laughs) Right,
0: I, she, A horse solved the problem That yeah, horse
1: <laughs> Why would you so take the body wonderful. away though Like just be yeah. like the horse kicked her She, did Nothing we could do
2: about the
3: it her. Exactly
1: <laughs> literally, like Literally like the excuse for everything is right
2: there She was worried about uh, The possibility of there being Some more people after what happened With that other guy mm-hmm. so she came by She went outside and while she was Distracted saying thank you for having this Conversation and settling my nerves Patted the horse on the butt, and horses did what they did.
1: Yeah, a horse did what it's supposed to do, or you know, tends to do like that. I just I was like, why are they taking the body away? Just call the cops.
0: Call the cops and be like, hey, my horse killed somebody, and you'd be like, yeah, that happens now because we're dealing with horses (laughs) a lot more, and horses easily kill people with just one swift kick. I don't know. I feel like that horse. I feel like. Like how I want it to be is like very much Mother Nature taking back her crap. And that horse was just like, Oh, we got a problem here. <laughs> just, you got, I got, a problem, you. We'll you got a problem. I got it. Like there's an awareness now in animals to Yeah, I don't like this Karen either. Just I'll take care of it for y'all.
1: <laughs> I, I
3: wasn't <laughs> very giving happy. me like, carrots.
1: Like, I, I audibly was just like,
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I did feel like and I don't know if I missed it, but there was a there was a missing scene there because last we saw Nancy was leaving the house to go tell to go like put a vote towards the community about, you know, uh, doing emergency testing or whatever, random testing. And then all of a sudden she's walking out of the house and she's like, I knew you were sick.
0: I think it was just too long of a cut, I think, I think. Before she ran out of the house, I think she recognized, you're sick. Mm -hmm, And then once they chased after her, because that was the scene end, was they're starting to chase after her. And then it cuts to the long kid scene. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was just too long of a time between scene to scene. Like, I don't... Mm. The time jumps... Like, I don't know if all these things are happening at the same time or if they're happening...
1: Yeah, I really
2: don't like think they are. Like you're jumping around
0: between character I, story I to character story. Well, they they like, could have
2: done it the, in that scene, because I agree with you 100%, Jess. Like, and, and for Mitch, like I understand why you feel this. I think they could have done it where they could have gone back and forth between the stuff that was happening with the kids because that's the whole big clash where mm-hmm. everything is boiling over. If they had made both of those things shorter together... And then had the music build up behind all of them at the same time. And you see, you show like exchange here, exchange there, exchange here, exchange there. And then you give it more of a a focus on the animal kids and everything, the lost boys over there. Mm -hmm. Then like at, at a certain point, then it just like, bam, goes over to when she's like running outside after everything and then horse You know, like they could have timed it and had it gone back and forth rather than have it be so much of this. And then this very small sliver of back there with them.
0: Yeah. It's like, here's this climax. Here's this climax. Here's this climax. Or if they jumped a bit more between them, it would have been more smoother, I
3: think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: But I mean, we also don't know. We don't know what what scenes they had. It could have been a much more
1: difficult thing. And this was the best way for this to
0: go. Yeah. That is fair.
1: Uh, I don't know. Had had the series brought up the purple flowers before this episode? Yes. Okay. They, they
0: mentioned it before that the flowers bloom after somebody gets sick or something.
1: After somebody mm-hmm. gets sick and, and someone after dies an or just... Okay. So, I, I mean, I guess if... Yeah, they already mentioned it. But to me, I guess I it, it had just escaped my mind that they had mentioned it before. Is there going to be a, a chance that the flowers are going to be the cure? It would be weird for it not to
2: right for pop it not up to, like that, yeah. Because there's there's no other correlation between flowers and people. It we don't we don't pollinate. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's not how that goes.
1: I it'd be just the fact that it, yeah. I don't know if it's just to 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 build tension for us for like, especially for like the doctor and his wife. That like, obviously, someone's sick, sick here. So whenever we see it, like, that means someone's going to get killed or hurt, but. It could also just be like
2: stupid human nonsense where we're like, yeah, those pop up every time. No, they're all over the countryside all the fucking time, Dan. The correlation is not causation.
1: <laughs> You're connecting two things that don't need to connect. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, th- that's all going on with that. Like, let's talk about the doctor that's living in a zoo with h- her adopted daughter, Pigtail. Oh, uh, uh, yeah pigtail, yeah. The I mean, obviously years have passed with her since she uh-huh. got that baby in the bassinet. Mm-hmm. And she listens to the radio, and she's also the person that's talking about the preservation on the radio. That mm-hmm. was we find out towards the end of their story. So yeah. there's your there's a little bit of a time jump there already. Mm-hmm. Um we're getting having a lot of reference rem, reminiscence of uh, Witcher over
0: here. Yeah. yeah, what year is it? <laughs> what do you mean it's a hundred years ago? Like what?
2: <laughs> Wait, so do do you think uh, when all of this stuff comes to a head, does does Gus get to meet the grown up Gopher Boy? And he's just
1: like an adult, and he's like, hi. I came here as a baby (laughs) well yeah so pigtail is she she also can speak like as Jessica brought up in the first episode yes you let them live long enough and they will be able
0: to speak if you talk to children they will be able to speak
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the same
2: thing goes for dogs stop baby talking to your dogs and you can have a speaking dog like I do
1: never I will always baby talk to my dog (laughs) Uh, and so then, yes, we get to meet Bobby now. Bobby is a hybrid, but it's a—I mean, it's more hybrid than any other hybrid that we've seen so far. I—I I feel
0: he, he straight up looks like a walking prairie dog. What? Yeah, or, a gopher, or I don't know what he's supposed to be. So, so Naima
2: like, put forward a thing I did not think of. Okay, for this, um, Mitch, I don't know if you were going to say something like this. You can feel free to say what you were going to say here. No, go ahead. Ask your question. She she asked. If there's a possibility that this stuff starts happening to humans, where humans come out as hybrids, you know, is there a chance that it worked the other way also?
1: Yep, that's exactly what I yeah, was going to bring that's up.
0: What I'm thinking. Okay.
1: Yeah. Is this a is this a animal that ended up becoming out coming out a little bit more human?
0: <laughs> Poor gopher mom, just like
1: what? the <laughs> heck? Well, I mean, <laughs> don't gophers eat their babies? Like, <laughs>
3: or is that just gerbils? <laughs> And uh, I
0: mean,
1: gerbils
2: 100% eat each other. Uh that is true. <laughs> like or
0: hamsters. <laughs> Actually rodents in general, I think they do just eat each other. They're very yeah. mean and aggressive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it, I, interesting that Pigtail found Bobby before her mother was, who's was obviously very vigilant. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and and they have a, a it seems like a good system like living in this zoo. So,
2: yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it can last that long. If it, I'm being honest, like that place is going to seem like just a whole honey pot of treasure for people.
1: True, and I, the only thing I can I can I can throw out there is that maybe since a zoo is built to keep animals in, it has enough reinforcements to keep people out. But I don't think it works that way.
0: I don't, I don't yeah. think the zoos currently have been very great at keeping people out of the enclosures lately. This is true, on true. the news, <laughs> 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 if there's people. There is a way to yes. be stupid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: we, like, idiots find a way. <laughs> uh,
1: I I mean I did like the the scenes of the like the major skyscrapers and stuff like that that are covered in ivy and and mm-hmm. overgrown grass and stuff like that. So I thought I, I always I always enjoy that in these dystopian movies and shows and stuff. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean things are developing with that. Part subplot of the story and I, I really do wonder when the, the two or three stories are going to meet up with each other so mm-hmm. uh, we'll see main story the animal army uh, I did not expect it to be that many people in the army or I've kids agreed. or young adults or however oh, you
0: I call them. No, it no was about how much I thought it would be like yep this seems like teenager anarchy right here in the dystopian <laughs> world <laughs> I just don't know how how did they
2: like is the power grid is still active I so th- there there's a bunch of kids using VR headsets Yeah. a whole bunch of stuff and everything people have a hard enough time making their VR stuff work now now yeah <laughs> <laughs> on
0: our 1950s electric grid system that can't support it <laughs> like,
1: well, also what is that place I mean obviously it was a place that was already set up it
2: looks like an amusement It's a laser tag, tag place.
0: laser yeah. tag? Okay. So it's just but like
2: I, I don't know if it's a laser tech place, but it seems like when they go around, there's black lights, there's golf carts, yeah. there's arcade cabinets. Yeah, but
1: there's also like outside of the the main building they live, there's like these zip lines and you know tree like almost tree stands and stuff like that. So like I almost think it might have been also a paintball course.
0: That like, that makes sense. It's like it's Honestly. just basically
1: a big amusement place for kids that, that would have went before the pandemic or the dystopia or whatever you want to call it and then they took it over and now it's so maybe the place has its own power its own generators
2: i suppose there could be water right by there and they have like a hydro pump sort yeah or they're they're living at wild river
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a yuma joke (laughs) all those yuma fans Uh, (laughs) but yes uh that was an interesting thing and then we meet bear or at least we get to know Bear more. She mm-hmm. says that she is the one who started the animal army, got all these kids together. But now we see that there's also a power struggle struggle between her and Tiger, which
0: has what happened.
1: Yeah, just, uh, honestly, honest. I did not realize that she was supposed to be a tiger. I thought she was a snake like the whole time. Like that <laughs> that wrap that she wears, I thought it was just like supposed to represent the tail and stuff. But uh, okay.
0: Yeah, no. I I, like my favorite part of this whole army thing is like, yes, we love and respect nature. And you later on find out they keep a freaking tiger in chains and like a like a metal. What do you call it? Little crate thing. Yeah. I'm like, uh, excuse me, excuse me, you hypocritical yeah. little shits. Like, well, they're <laughs> also talking <laughs> about,
1: yeah, they're also yeah. talking about, you know, the earth and nature being great and taking everything back. And they're using all this power, which obviously, I know, is, like, yeah,
0: to play VR games in which they pretend that they're hybrids. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, I, you are teenage anarchy people. Like, ugh.
2: You know what? This there was w- a lot in there.
1: This, uh, Reminded me of, and and I don't know where else this um, correlates other than the animated Pinocchio <laughs> movie, but the the island where the kids turn into the, donkeys because the it's, donkey island. Well, yeah. that's Odyssey, Fantasy right? Island.
0: Yeah, Odyssey two is
1: it's the uh, island where because it's Percy Cersei's Jackson. Circe's island, like, yeah. Yeah, where ah uh, okay,
0: yeah. Or yeah. Calypso's island. Calypso's but
1: island. Yeah. Probably
0: Cersei's more because Cersei turned the men into pigs
1: because uh, they
0: deserved yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so, but I
1: mean, is that what this is supposed to be in, in our Gus's hero's journey? This is the temptation to, to stay and and forget yep. about his journey?
0: Yes, I, I do believe it's that. Gus doesn't fall for it, thankfully, but it definitely is the temptation island in a hero's journey space. And
2: there, there was also like, there's elements in there. I think of like Lord of the Flies. Oh, definitely so Lord of the Flies, things. yeah. Yeah. The Lost um, Boys in general. Yeah, one hundred percent. In um I, just, I was I liked the turn that we had for that leader character there. Cause I do think at the end she was leaving not out of self preservation, but because if she removes herself from there, um that eliminates one of the like quote unquote sides of the conflict. People aren't wouldn't be fighting for her side of things if she's not there yeah because the direct the direct quote we have right before that is if you're not with me you're with her right
1: right yeah yeah that makes sense but like Mm -hmm. watching something that you believe in get changed and in maybe in your eyes perverted like I, i i honestly maybe she didn't know she would have probably been on the same side just like uh, big guy, big man was always about, you know, I, I hunt hybrids, take them out, whatever. And then uh, this Gus changed his mind. Now, mm-hmm. this one particular hunter or uh, poacher changed Bear's mind, right? Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: I think it's more that, I think it was the last episode that actually started with her, with the narrator saying, like, some people are born to be good leaders. And she actually Mm. does represent what a good leader is. And she recognizes she can no longer be a good leader with this troop.
3: Ah. So,
0: and another aspect of being a good leader is being open-minded and that's what she is where her other people are not. So she recognizes this is useless. Like I'm going to go figure out what my next mission is basically from what I took it as, like I do really like her character. I do think, okay, she's open-minded. She's not, she actually is, but she is the way she is clearly because I think she says her family was, was killed. killed. But we don't
3: know
0: so, Yeah, but I assume by poachers or something, maybe her family had protected a hybrid and they died that way. I don't know, but I am more interested in her character. I'm sure we're not done with her character. Yeah. I kind of hope she does join up with Gus, but I don't think immediately it's going to happen. I don't know.
2: I'm curious to, how, to see how many people will be, like, on Team Gus later.
0: So many people. He's going to be the king of the forest.
2: Just- <laughs> we saw it. I just <laughs> He's wearing the we
0: just yeah. I just don't know
2: like, if, if it will be, like, a gaggle of people who are all together, or if they'll essentially be, like, the stones in the beginning that he hopped across uh, that helped him get across the water.
1: You know? Okay.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay, I I like that.
1: Um, we see him have like animal empathy or whatever. You, like with, with the tiger, he he gets the tiger to calm down and and not attack Big Man. You know, is equivalent to maybe the stag showing up in the previous episode.
0: King of the uh, forest, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, so, is this going to be a thing that all hybrids can do? Do you think, or is it just Gus?
0: I don't know i think all hybrids can gain access to it i think gus naturally knows how to do it better because i think he is like they keep on mentioning how rare it is to have a stag and mm. mythology wise like white stags like although they're considered like prey type animals that you hunt they're still considered very powerful i mean we kind of learned it in shadow and bone mm-hmm. like uh, there is Deep symbolism to the white stag being all powerful, like even more powerful than predator type spiritual animals because it is more of a prey animal and it protects in a different way as opposed to attacking. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that mythological <laughs> term, but I, just, I think Gus is definitely the bridge or the... The, hey, he's the king of the forest. I just I can't get around it. I like, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to figure if there's as clean of a like a one liner for like a white stag, which is a repeated theme, as there is for like death comes on a white horse. Uh, I can't think of a one line thing that's used for white stags as much.
0: Yeah, because they're kind of just all over the place within different myths, but they're always held to a very high standard. Right.
1: Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but we we see that Gus is able to get Jeopards out of uh, the situation that he's in. The two of them run off. Uh, bear takes off her. I'm guessing bear skull. I'm, I, I don't know what kind of animal that is that she wears on top on top of her head.
0: It looks like a small bear skull. And, but and, and, had, is is it weird that they wear the skull of the thing that they're supposed to be yes. embodying? Yes, Cause it is. They're, they're
2: not just lying around, right? Like you go get it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It is a little weird.
1: And then they also, I, I all I could think is, like, all, they're all wearing, like, super heavy fur coats or faux fur coats. And I'm just like, it's got to be hot. Like, it's just, it's way too it almost, worn to be running around and all that.
2: What was with that, like, Blue Jay man who's, like, just made of wood or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the Rhino kid, like, he's, you know, that's all looked very, like, n- nylon and uh, just seemed like it, it'd be. Suffocating.
0: <laughs> the makeup, they, they, though, man, these girls' eyeliner. I was just like, I need to learn how to do that tiger eye because that was gorgeous. It's, it's just it did man. not melt at all, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they have easy access to face setting spray. Like, it's got to be difficult.
1: <laughs> they, don't, they don't have. They don't have a mist. So. Uh Is this the last we've... Heard? You've already said this is not going to be the last we heard of Bear, but is this the last we heard of the Animal Army? No. No.
0: Unfortunately.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I think we see the tiger lady again
1: later. So we have Animal Army and the last men, Abbott, Bear. I forget what the zookeeper's name is at this moment. I don't remember either. And then Dr. Singh. All these stories have to... Coalide with uh Gus, big man, and hopefully Birdie at some point.
2: <laughs> I think what well, actually that's the question. Do you guys think Birdie's around? Because I don't.
1: No. But i also could see
2: if they did, honestly, they did have her still be around.
1: The way that this show is going, I'm you're definitely going to find a memorial or a gravestone. You're not gonna find mm. actual Birdie. I that's how I feel. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm there too. Yeah, I, That, that I would be an aspect of the hero's journey, too, is Gus having to go through something like that, too. Mm.
2: <laughs> I, I do like that this book is, or is it this book, Um, this show, there's things that tie to other properties or stories, you know? And there's a heavy through line in this for, are you my mama?
0: <laughs> yes. Are you my mama? No. <laughs> I'm a cow. <laughs> he just keeps going through
1: like, do you know this lady? And that's the weirdest it's thing, too. Mom. It's just like a random picture of a random person. No, I don't know that person. Why would you think I know this Hey, person? you're a
0: human. Do you know other
1: humans? <laughs> like, and no one's been like, dude, what? <laughs>
2: like no one has been like that. Everyone's and said like, they're oh, like, "Oh, sorry, that
0: looks like the Red Rock Stadium." Yeah, that's in Colorado. <laughs>
1: that's in Colorado. RR. Yeah. Are <laughs> uh, uh, right, any other things you'd like to say about this particular episode?
0: I like um, big man Jeb or Jed or I can't remember what Jeopard, his actual Jeopard, name. Jeopard. Jeopard's um, his face when Gus saves him like two mm. times, and Gus is like, "No, I like this guy," and he's just like. <gasps> Love?
3: <laughs>
0: like, I used to know love. <laughs> like that's oh, he,
2: he got a great joke in there. Jeff got a great joke in. The football player? Like,
0: oh, you like yeah. football? <laughs>
2: yeah. He's like, I didn't peg you for a football fan. That was great. Hey, was Eric? No one else in there. No one else in there had to get it. That was a joke just for him. It's my us. favorite. <laughs> for
3: us.
1: Uh, which someone pointed out to me, uh, just this week that in the first episode before everybody gets sick when they're doing the flashback you see him on the television playing football oh, Ah, yeah and cool. in, 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 yeah that the, when dr sting goes walking by a television like he's up there playing football
0: so, okay that's pretty cool i like that i don't know i i do also feel like we can talk about that conversation of bear being like he kills people and Gus being like You just killed people. Like, uh, like, I don't see the moral black and white here. Out of the
1: mouth of beige, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Unless anybody else has any more to say, you can find me and talk to me about Sweet Tooth or any of the other shows or movies on uh, Twitter. I am at Mitchapedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media jessica where can people find you online
0: you can find me on twitter talking about how much i'm crying over kids shows on <laughs> at J M and bailey writes
1: <laughs> and steven
2: uh, i'm not on social media so much right now um so i guess the i'll, I'll use my time to plug the new shaman king series on netflix <laughs> <laughs> have your kids watch it it's cool <laughs>
1: The rest of Geekly Media is at Geekly Media on Twitter, at Geekly Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. Whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to...
0: geek Geek Out!